Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right, so what are we talking about on this episode of Too Fit to Be Tied? Well, it is October, and so uh, do you know what October um, is? The Halloween is in October. True, Halloween is October. Which is like, I think, the second favorite holiday. Is it? I think so. Oh, my son would probably attest to that one. Okay. Um, but, but I gather I'm, I'm probably... Wrong. You you are wrong. Okay. Um, I mean that's that. You're right. Well, that's Halloween not what I was is going in October, for. so I'm sort of right. <laughs> so October is uh, National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and um, I have forced you to binge watch uh, the the Netflix show Made. Yes. Okay. M A I D for those of you listening, um, and you watched it all. I, I mean, I think you might have done it in like two sittings. I did. It might have been three. Okay. I mean, it was an interesting show. I mean, it's a very popular show. So Every- it wasn't. It wasn't like I'm. Oh, I hate this thing. It was. It's actually a, a, a really good, a really good show. It is, and I um, I thought it was important that you watched it because I thought it was a it was a good topic. It just so happens to be that this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I thought we would talk about that. Good. And not only did I watch it, but I, I took notes on the on the show. Very do, good. Do you, do you have notes? No, I so, don't. So you weren't. I don't. You didn't really care that much. I you weren't don't thorough. have notes. It was. You know what? It was to me in just one plain, simple sentence. It was dark. It was hard to watch. Yes. And I have to tell you, I had a couple of epiphanies while watching this show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to start with one of the epiphanies? Um. Sure, sure. So as I watched the show, you know, I knew it was about domestic violence. And I knew I'm a part of a lot of groups So, in terms of social media um, where people are, you know, in toxic relationship groups and narcissist support groups and whatnot. So I get a lot of my information from there. So a lot of the people in these groups were posting about this series. And they were saying, oh, my God, it hits so close to home. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it was really hard for a lot of people to watch. So I thought, okay, I got, I, I'm interested to see this. Not at all thinking that this would hit home for me at all. Um, and I didn't think that I'd be affected by a show like this. And I have to mm-hmm. be honest, I watched the show, and it was, like, almost jaw-dropping to me because I can relate. I think it brought me, you know, I'm, I, we're always talking about our past relationships and I do think I'm, I've healed a lot of old wounds. I still think I'm healing, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes things come up and I'm like, wow, I'm just still not that healed. Wow. And this okay. was one of those, epi- one of those things. I watched the series and I thought, oh my gosh, I have been, I feel like I've been through something very similar. Wow. Well, you know, I was struck by, um, because in the, in the show, well, I don't. I don't know if we should. Well, the, yeah, spo- yeah, spoiler ahead. alert! So, in case you know sure. you're going to watch this show, you might want to put this 
episode aside and then come back to it. But one of the things, you know, that struck me was when you think about abuse, a lot of times you think somebody's getting beat up, mm-hmm. right? And and she was going through emotional abuse. And I think, uh, I think a lot of times people go, well, oh, well, that can't be that bad. Well, maybe he lost his temper. Maybe he's not that, or she, you know, is not that bad of person. They just lost their temper. Oh, but or wait, you, how about he has a drinking problem? Oh, well, he just has a drinking problem. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, as a viewer, kind of said that. Like, well, I mean, he does have a drinking problem. Like, I get, like, I, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. So, so you're like, well, he has a drinking problem, and and you like to drink. So you're like, well, maybe, maybe he's not that bad. I'm like, well, he might not be that bad if he just stopped drinking. If he only just stopped drinking, things would get better. In my mind, is the way that I was. That that was those were my thoughts while I watched it. If he only stopped drinking, well, I mean, which is probably easier said than done. The guy had a really serious drinking problem. And I I was also struck by, um, in the state where it takes place, and I don't know about all states, I didn't do all the research, but I did take notes and and Mm -hmm. you didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was struck by how the court said that emotional abuse is not domestic violence, but still, you know, she was abused enough to have to go and seek shelter at a domestic violence shelter. You know, and so it's, it's sort of like the system you know, I really felt for her trying to get help and just all the, all the, all the red tape and, and forms she had to fill out and the people who didn't seem to, to really give a shit about what she was going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine being in that situation and, and not being able to get help. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that at one point in my life, okay, I have had to... Um, go on record and state some of the things that have happened in my previous relationship when I was married. And it had, there was a court sort of situation involved and I had to explain some of the quote unquote emotional abuse that I had gone through. Mm -hmm. And the way that I was met with what I explained to the court system was completely shocking to me. Because they can turn it around on you and tell you, well, if you were emotionally abused, why didn't you call the police? Well, what am I going to call them and say? Someone's being mean to me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't even, it's even as a, a, a victim, it is extremely hard to explain to somebody. Like, you don't want to be perceived as weak and you mm-hmm. don't want to be perceived as a victim. So you do all these things to not be that role. Right. You know, you just mm-hmm. take it and you just continue to live with it. But what do you, what do you do? You know, do you, and how do you prove it? That is the hard part. Like if someone, it's a lot, it's actually way easier if someone just punched you in the face to be able to say, this is definitively abuse. Right. Because then there's evidence of, Correct. of, the, so of the abuse. The other thing is, you know, I have, I mean, I have found like people, they want you to be, they want you to be they want to prove that you're sort of, you're sort of, they want, they want to find holes in your story. That's the way I could describe it. Everybody right. wants to know. It's funny. When you get divorced, everybody wants to know the gossip. Like, well, why? Did someone what? cheat? What happened? <laughs> right. Who's Somebody doing cheated. this? Who Who's wrong? They always want the bad guy. They mm-hmm. always want to pin who the bad guy is, you know? And a lot of times, I don't know if you felt this way, but I have always wanted to try to stay as private as I could because I didn't want to be perceived 
as talking shit, so to speak, about my ex. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you, I mean, you don't want to, you know, talk shit about people. And also, I'm just a private person right? anyway. And then you, you know, you look at myself. I don't want people to see me as weak, right. you know. I mean, for guys, I mean, that's, you don't want that to be the perception. And for guys, I mean, that's like the number one thing that we're not supposed to be. True. You know, and so, of course, you would, you know, would hide something like that. Well, I'm like a guy, so I've been told. So I'm this, I'm like, I'm supposed to be some like badass, like I could box anybody and like I don't put up with shit. And here I am at home putting up with a ton of shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that. So, supposedly you're, you're supposedly, a badass. Supposedly, that's what people you, say. You don't think of yourself that way. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's my alter ego. So I think that many times you, you know, people want to know the story. They want to know the gossip. And then when they finally get a tidbit of, well, you know, the, when they hear emotional abuse or they hear the word abuse, everybody wants to run away. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. fingers in their ears. They don't want to hear it. Well, or, why, why do you think that is? Well, I think, number one, it's a heavy subject. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's a lot, you know. Any kind of abuse is a lot for people to wrap their mind around and to understand, especially if you've never been through it. Um, number two, people think, well, what did you do to deserve that? Yeah. Oh, what did you do? Right. Yeah, well, what what it, well, like, who, because you can't wrap your mind around it. Why would somebody do X, Y, and Z to you? Mm-hmm. They can't understand why. So it must have been something you've done. You must have somehow deserved this. I mean, do you think it also sometimes hits close to home? I mean, so if you're, if you're saying some of these things like, you know, name calling or, 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 or putting you down or, or that mm-hmm. sort of thing, I mean... Sometimes people might go, oh, I, I kind of did some of that. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a, an emotional ah. abuser. You know, I don't know. That just hit me as, as you were, as you were talking be. about. It, I, you know what? It very well could be. I don't know why people are so afraid to, to hear about it or to talk about it or, you know, to um, – it, it's, it's a hard conversation for people to have. And the third mm-hmm. thing is I think that people don't want to have a perception of somebody as an abuser. That's hard. Because most of the time, let's face it, when we watched the show, the guy was a fun-loving guy. You know, people liked him. He had a lot of friends. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't want to see perceive him as being abusive. Well, and they probably couldn't see him that way because they never saw him actually be abusive toward her. Only, only the dad saw it, you know, toward the end of the show. And he was an abuser himself. So mm-hmm. um, he didn't even support her. Right. You know, which you know, which kind of plays into the whole thing of of cycles where the mom was abused, the main character in the story, um, Alex, the maid, saw this and repressed it. So there was, you know, I was I sort of thought, okay, if you, you know, people that, you know, have these cycles, you know, that you go through cycles of of abuse, you know, it would it would be something that you saw and you go, Oh, this is normal. And so you put up with it. Mm-hmm. But she had repressed these memories. It was until after she had left her boyfriend. They weren't married, right? I don't know. I don't think. Did you watch? You, I, you didn't, you, <laughs> how are you going to talk about a were show? They, yet? Wait, were they married? I think I they, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they were Maybe married. Maybe they were just dating. Yeah, you're right. They might not have been married. Um, well, she left her. Her partner. Yeah. And um, it was only after she left him that she remembered that her dad had abused her mom. Right. And. And you said you, you, you weren't shocked by that, but I, I looked at it and you saw the mom and the mom obviously has some uh, m- mental health right. issues. 
you know, and so I thought that was probably the, you know, the reason that she left. That her parents Alex, got divor- that her, divorced. Yeah. yeah. And, but sure enough, come to find out, no, the, I mean, the mother was, did have mental health issues, but more importantly, she was a victim of domestic violence. And yeah. the cycle just continued. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that it's a really important subject for people to discuss. And I think that this series really has brought it to light and has people talking and discussing. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about today, Jerome. That's what, that's what, that's what we are, we're talking about that right now. That's what we're talking about. You yeah. make it, you make it sound like we're, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we, we're like. So what were your main, what were your, watching this series, what did you take from it? Did you learn anything? Like, were you shocked by any, um, anything, anything that you saw? What well, you know, I was, I was shocked by the lack of empathy from the people that she dealt with. Um, I was shocked by how hard it is for someone to get help from the system. I mean, she was actually pretty, um, she was actually pretty smart. She had gotten a scholarship to college, you know, before she got pregnant and had her daughter. So she's, she's pretty smart. And someone without her level of education, I can't imagine having the hoops that you have to jump through. Yep. And so it probably makes it more likely that you're going to stay in a bad situation because it's so hard to get help. I mean, that's that's if you can, you know, get to the point where you understand that, you know, you're being abused. Yep. I mean, it just, it was hard for me to watch. And I can't imagine somebody being in that in that situation, how, how difficult it must be. Somebody who's been in that situation, I can't imagine how difficult it was for them to watch that show. Because it must trigger all sorts of memories and... and of course. And hardships, you know. Um, I would say that, first of all, watching this show, you realize how broken this system really is. And you realize how hard it is to get out. I mean, this poor woman didn't have a job. She didn't have, she didn't have a credit card, I don't think. He, had, no. he didn't give her any access to um, any money. And probably many abusers do that for good reason. They don't want their victims to leave. Um, and she well, it's, it's, a means of, it's a means of control. And then he, well, he told her at one point, you know, it's my trailer. They lived in a, in a trailer. My trailer, my food, my friends, and he pays all the bills. And so, it, you know, as a means of keeping her from being able to be more independent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, at one point, she even got her own car, and he ended up taking that away from her when she went back for the second time. Right. So I'm going to tell you something that is... I, as I watched this and I saw a lot of, you know, again, I told you, brought up a lot of memories for me. Would you believe that I actually, watching the series, thought the guy probably, like, may have changed? I thought that the abuser, I was like, well, he seems nice now. <laughs> he seems, <laughs> he seems like, I mean, she had gone, she had gone back to him a second time. And I'm like, this could work. I mean, maybe he has changed. He mm-hmm. d- and he did for a for a brief moment. He did change. He was trying to be a better husband. He was he just he stopped drinking. Do you remember yeah. all of that? And yeah, then for like a day. the shit yeah. hit the fan, and he ended up, you know, removing the mask and becoming one right back. Almost worse than he than he was before. Correct. But watching it and having been through some of those same situations, I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean, maybe he's better now. Maybe he's changed. You know, it's kind of hard out there. She should, she's got, maybe she should just stay. Yeah. 
And then sure enough, I'm like, what am I, what am, am I an idiot? Like, wh- how could I have even thought that? But that was my reaction. Did you think that at all when you watched that? Or is you, this just You me? know, you told me that. And on some level, I, I, I could see how people would, 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 would feel that way. Okay. And I think in some ways it makes it more realistic, yeah. right? Because it's almost like in the movie The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. The, you, you saw that, right? I did. So, again, spoiler alert. If, if, if you haven't seen this movie... <laughs> Movie by now. You're never like, going to watch it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to tell you. So basically, you watch this movie from the point of view of the sky, and the entire movie, you don't, I didn't, people, some people say they figured it out. I'd call bullshit on that. But <laughs> um, but you, you watch the movie from the perspective of the sky, and at the end, you find out he's dead, and he's a ghost, right? But because you don't know as you're watching the movie that he's a ghost, you could see how a ghost wouldn't know that they're a ghost, right? Yeah. So it's almost it's almost that same sort of thing, right? You know, as you're watching it, you, and you see, okay, well, well, this guy's not so bad. Maybe she's taken back. You can kind of get the it gives you the perspective of somebody who's in that situation and why they might take someone back. Right. Does that make yes. sense? And I, I wonder if that was the intent. If they wanted right, right. you to, because you do get to feel the sense of what the abuser feels feels, yeah. and that's sense of empathy and like, well, maybe he's changed and maybe things have changed. And anyone that's been through it knows you go back and it's the same shit, if not worse. Um, and, and you could see how someone would have pity on him, right? Because, you know, he looks so sad at that one point and you could see how somebody, it would kind of tug at your heartstrings, mm-hmm. which is probably part of the reason that you get in that, you can be in that situation in the first place, right? Because, you know, some people, the first time he did something, would be like, well, fuck that. I'm out of here. That's, that's some bullshit. I'm, right. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this. But you know, and it probably goes back to you know one of our previous episodes where we talk about internalizing and externalizing. So you you see this guy. He's got, oh, what may, you know, he's trying. You know, what can I do to help him? What can I do to make things better? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I think unfortunately where a, part of the reason that a lot of people are in those relationships in the first place, and and that I think could make it easier to, to say, okay, well, I'll give him a, another chance. I mean, be, because, you know, you know, you look at it, and one of the things they said was um, the uh, domestic violence counselor said that it takes most women seven times before they actually, to, seven times leaving before they actually get out of the relationship. They go back. They go back seven times before they finally... Before they finally leave. It, yeah. And, and the, her one friend who, you know, I thought it sounded like she had her shit together... Her, her little, I think her name was Danielle, yes, right? The, Danielle. And, you know, she was, you know, all fiery. And she was a feisty little, like, Latina. And yeah. she was, you would have never guessed that that girl would have ever gone back to her abuser. And when they showed her back with the abuser, she was a completely different person. Yeah, I mean, none of she the. She lost all her fire. None of the fire was there. You know, she acted like she didn't know Alex when she mm-hmm. saw her on the street. And, you know, and Alex can't understand this. So she asked the domestic violence counselor and she tells her what well, takes you know most women seven times and that was only her third time you know so i mean it really um I, it's really eye-opening on on a number of levels it, it was and one of my favorite parts of the series was when danielle mm-hmm. i guess her her husband had choked her yeah and like i mean she had a huge she had marks scar on her, on yes, her to prove it. And she said, 
you know, Alex was trying to figure out, like, why would you, what, how could this happen? And her friend Danielle says, well, what does she say on the first date? Well, it's not like on the first date they say, you know. Oh, pass the salt and I'm going to strangle you later. Yes, you know? pass the salt and be ready. I'm going to strangle you. It, do, it doesn't happen that way. I mean, otherwise, you'd be out the first time. Right. You know, a lot of times it's, you don't even see it coming, which is what makes it so confusing. Because it's, many abusers have these amazing traits and they seem like such great people. And from the outside, many people think they're great people. Mm -hmm. um, and they have this great reputation. And so that is what is so mind-boggling. Because when it does happen, and it also doesn't happen with just strangulation. You know what I mean? That's not the first thing that happens. I mean, God knows what this guy started with. All right. There's a gradual escalation so that you can, you, you get desensitized to, I imagine, you get desensitized to the things over time. So, you know, when he strangles her, it's like, well, well, well he didn't punch me. Right. You know? But and, he didn't start off with he that. He didn't start off with that. It probably started off with him getting in her face and then yelling at her and right. then maybe pushing her a little bit. Grabbing her ponytail. Grabbing, yeah. And, or, or keeping her from, you know, leaving the house, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, the, you get a, a, a gradual escalation. And, and one of the other things that probably plays into it is um, the intermittent, uh, how do we call that? Intermittent, uh, don't say fast. Passing <laughs> is what I'm thinking. No. Um, <laughs> The explanation for this with lab rats is, and I, it, it sort of works the same way. Like if you have, a, you know, put a rat in a box and then there's a little lever and the rat presses the lever and it gets a, a pellet of food, you know, it gets that food. And then the next time it presses, it gets a pellet of food. Next time, pellet of food. If you press it again, you don't get food. The rat's like, oh, and then now it really wants to keep pressing that lever really keeps pressing that lever. And then if you intermittently give the rat a pellet of food, now it's got, you know, it's now it's better than if you just know it's going to be, uh, you're, you're going to get the food when you press the lever. Now you get a hit of dopamine, you know? It's like the same thing happens with people, you know, with social media. Oh, someone liked my post. You know, you keep checking it. Keep Oh, someone like you get a hit of dopamine. If everybody liked your post whenever you, when people posted shit, nobody would post shit because... <laughs> Because you would know that people are going to like it. It's the hit of dopamine that you get when you get that text message, when you get, you know, somebody, you know, liking your post. And unfortunately, it's the same way, you know, in, in these situations. This is, you know, what sort of, I don't know, chemically, you know, binds people to people. Yeah. Intermitt Intermittent uh, reinforcement. Yes. So it is uh, a term used as a, well, it's basically used as a manipulation and control tactic to keep a victim bonded to them. It's this desire to make it work and to not lose love um, and converts typically narcissists. Um, it's, it's what they use to, to keep you tied to them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I think about my marriage and every single time I got flowers, mm -hmm. it was after an epic fight. Wow. With a card. I mean, it was, that was the only time I got flowers. Yeah. And somehow I was like, well... I fell for it every single time. Yeah. But here's here's the here's the flip side of that. I was with a woman one time and then it was it was our, our anniversary and um I'd given her flowers, gone out to dinner, but I didn't do anything special enough for the anniversary. I'm like, Well, I, I gave you flowers. She said, Well, you always give me flowers. <laughs> <laughs> right? So if you always get the pellet, right? right? 
if you always get the food. I mean, that's that's the kind of, I don't know, in some ways sort of fucked up thing about this, right? You know, if you're always good, then it's like, well, well it's, it's kind of boring. Right. You know, right? Right. You know, but then when you when you get the pellet every now and then, then it's, you know, then it's, or, you know, then well, it's. Well, you got to work then, for it. You work for that pellet. Yeah. You deserved it. Did you deserve it? I don't, no, I think it's I think it's the fact that you don't get it, and you keep wondering when am I getting the pellet? When am I getting the pellet? When am I getting the pellet? Oh, I got the pellet! Oh, oh, oh my god! So you think it's that? It's like that? Yeah, it's kind of like. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a slot machine. Hmm. Okay. I don't That's know. We we may have to we may have to dive into this a, a, a little deeper. In, we may in have another, to think about that in another episode. It's interesting. Intermittent reinforcement, but that may yeah. have to be an episode that we we could that, that we, could be a whole new that could be a whole episode on its own for sure for sure. Um, okay, so what else you got? Let's see. Wow, you really did take notes. I did. Oh my god, you have an episode by episode. My god, this wasn't like a, an assignment. You didn't have to like a plus for you. So here's the here's the deal. If you watch this series, I guess. Season by, or episode by episode. Take some notes because it's oh. interesting what you'll, what, what you'll find. And it's interesting, like, do you remember when she had the situation? She was living in the shelter. I think it was a sh- one of the shelters. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, there was mold. She found black mold. Oh, right, right, yeah. I think the mold was sig- a significant piece. I think oh, okay. it resembled. Go, okay. I think it's, it. I think there was some significance to it because she saw mold and then she kept seeing it every night and it was growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And then they knocked down the wall and they found the mold just like infiltrated the entire apartment. Do you remember that? Holy shit. That's kind of deep. I'm, I'm pretty, I know. Sometimes I can get deep. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I think that the mold basically signified the abuse. In the, just, in, the, in the depth of it. Like you, you see it on the surface but then when you get below it, it, it runs so much deeper right. than, than what you see on the surface. Right. Oh I my think God. that was, right. I really believe okay. that that's why that particular episode was centered around the mold. I think the mold had a lot to do with um, like a special significance. Oh, that's kind of deep. Thank you. You, you get points for Thanks that. Thanks for that. See, and well, I didn't even take notes for that. I just <laughs> came up with that on my own. <laughs> Impressive. Um, <laughs> all right. So one of the things, uh, I, I saw, you know, he, at one point, um, Alex is the maid, their daughter's name is Maddie, and then this guy says he's going to get sober. And he said, you know, she's now, you know, wanting to leave, she's not going to stay with him. And he goes, you know, I'm doing this for you and Maddie, i.e. getting sober. And um, on, on the one hand, it was almost like, you know, he was using that as a manipulation tactic. You know, but then on the other hand, you know, my thought about these things is somebody saying they're doing something for you. Yes. He needs to get sober for himself. I thought the same thing, actually. And because, you know, anytime, you know, so if he's getting sober for them, the minute anything goes wrong in his eyes, his sobriety is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, so if somebody tells you that they're changing for you, you know, and not for themselves, then... I, I don't know. I think you need to look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I even and, think he said something like, otherwise, what's the point? He's, he made a statement about it. He did, he's like, I'm doing this for you guys. You know, and it was almost like, and if you leave me, what, what's the point? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, and you're right. It's yeah. exactly it. So, you know, so there's no, 
you know, because something like that, it takes a lot to, you know, to, that's a, you know, a huge struggle, you know, and if you're doing it for someone else, as soon as they upset you, <laughs> then that shit goes out the window. Right, right. I mean, she had nobody. She was yeah. taking care of everybody else. Yeah. She was taking care of her own mother. Right. You know, and so, and then when she did have finally have somebody who would help her, it always would, something would always go, she'd take one step forward, and mm-hmm. then she would take two steps back. You know, she had a guy who was in her corner for a little while mm-hmm. and offered her a home and a car until she ended up going back with the ex, and then he kicked her out. See, and I thought that guy was a good guy at first, but I, I ended up not liking him at the end because his whole thing was that he wanted to get with her. Right. You know, he wasn't, you know— He wasn't truly in her corner. He wasn't truly I mean, in her he, corner. He ended up being— a help at first, but then mm-hmm. what help is it when, you know, this poor woman's stuck in this abuse cycle and can't get out, and then he ends up throwing her back out on the street? Yeah, yeah. Kid. I mean, there were there were strings attached. Of I course. mean, he said there were no strings attached, but then at the end, I was disappointed in him. Mm-hmm. But you know what I also thought? he He's a healthy dude. He's a healthy guy. Like, when you really think about it, he, mm-hmm. he did do her a favor. Now, you can look at the flip side. He did her a favor by inviting her into his home, giving her a car, taking babysitting her daughter. And I mean, really and truly, she's still, she's still stuck in the whole cycle. Like, she's not getting healthier. You know, and he's mm-hmm. inviting this into his life. I mean, he was stuck watching her child while she was sleeping with the ex. Like, is that really fair? Like, here I am helping you, and you're still... Think about it that way. But but that's not how he that's not how he framed it's it. It's not how he framed it. The, I know, agree. But, um, but really and truly, does I mean he's a healthy guy with a healthy life and a you know good job and a good home. Like you invite all that in, and I mean. Yeah, he doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you wanted him to help her, right? Mm-hmm. He had ulterior motives. Yes, I right? I do you know, believe that. So that's true. so I, I I completely see what you're saying. I was like, well, why the fuck would you invite all this drama into your true. life? You, you don't need that. True. So but, I can't blame him too too much. I mean, mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, you know what? He's got to protect himself and his own child and his own, you know, right, his right. own world. Yeah, he he just was he would just was not, I think, who he presented himself. I to agree. Be. I agree. But yeah, but it's yeah. Why would you? Why would you invite all that? Into and the same life? thing goes for the people that rented this beautiful apartment to her. You know, she she finally gets this amazing apartment, mm-hmm. um, and it's probably the best place she'll ever live. Right, yeah. and then she and she ends up having a party. I was like, no, yeah. no, don't take their <laughs> offer and have a party there. And she ends up inviting her ex boyfriend or her husband or whatever he is, and he ends up bringing his loser friends, mm-hmm. and everybody gets trashed at the kid's birthday party. And then he ends up breaking into these people's homes, thinking Alex is there, mm-hmm. and they end up saying, "What the hell?" Like they kick her out immediately. Okay, so two things. One. Part of me wondered whether he did that on purpose to sabotage her. I wonder too. Her, her, I wondered the same thing. Where she lived. Secondly, I feel like those people should have given her a second chance because she refused several times to have the party there, and they insisted that she have the party. I agree with that statement, but so, also, do you, I? I would also agree that these people don't need that shit. I mean, they don't. They don't need it. But at the point where you insist, you know, <laughs> that they have the party and go, oh shit. Maybe that's why she didn't want to have the party here, you know, because she knew this was, this could be an outcome. And so at that point, you got to go, look, okay, well, shit kind of got out of hand. 
we like you. We like what you're doing here. We like, you know, your kid. We want to help you. You can't have parties here anymore. <laughs> I mean, that should have been, I, I feel like that should have been, I, I feel like they should have given her another chance. I agree. They flipped, there, there's two sides to each, each story, um, I believe. I really do. But then, you know, she ends up going back because she's, at this point, hopeless. And she goes back with the ex and she's living there. And he's bringing girls in and he's getting drunk Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, slamming doors. And at one point, he pushes her into the wall, you know. I mean, and she goes down into such a severe depression where she won't get up. Out, she won't. Her kid, her kid's in pajamas all day. She's lost herself, completely yeah. lost. I thought that that was really, um, that was really interesting mm-hmm. because I think that is exactly where so many people end up and find themselves. Hopeless, desperate. And you give up because you don't know what else to do. Now, it's, it's at the point where she said um, he does something and she realizes, oh, my God, this dude hasn't changed. And she just keeps going, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. She's blaming herself, you know, for, you know, for his behavior um, and, for, and for going back. Do you remember yes. that? Yes. <clears throat> and she tries to leave and then he, she ends up finding out he sold her car. Yeah. And then she's— Well, he gave it back to— to, well, oh to yeah, Nate. I'm sorry. He didn't sell it. I made that and up. The, the other thing with, with Nate that I sort of found interesting um, was that when they did the flashback, he's telling her about his life, and she can't even see it. She's almost looking through him to the guy that she ends up with. Yeah, in the beginning when they first met. And and uh, part of me wonders if this is like part of that cycle where she can't even see this guy because they're they're not on the same frequency, right? Yep. You know, and so she's looking through him. I mean, he, I mean, he's, he seems like he, it seems like if they had gotten together that he would have been a good guy. But, you know, when she's, when they were younger, she couldn't even see him. She almost looked right through him, you know, to yeah. the, to the guy that like, I mean, he threw her shit out, you know, of the trailer when she refused to get an abortion. Yep. I mean, I mean, talk well, about a red flag. Through, yes. When she goes through a lot of the stories and when you see some of the flashbacks she has, you realize how volatile and how, you know, epic their fights were and how his reactions to things were just so, um, you know, to be honest, he, it's funny. My sister watched this, this, Mm -hmm. I told her she had to watch it. And she immediately texted me and said, did she take notes? She, the only note she took was, oh my God, this guy is your ex. Like, and I thought the same thing. Oh my God. The way he reacts, his personality, the way his, at one point, I don't know, oh, God, I can't remember, but he says, you might have it in your notes, he says how great of a, he was talking about how great of a father he was or how great of a person he was. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't know. When she said, oh, you look really good, and he's like, I'm great. I'm amazing. <laughs> Do you remember oh, that was this part? when they were in court or something, and he's in a suit? It, yes, I believe okay. that's when it ha- that okay. is. And I'm like, oh, my, I mean, it was shocking to me because I was like, uh, did they... Did they take my story? Like, what's going on here? Right. Um, it was— this, this story's based on me. This is, yeah. And, and it's funny. You know, my sister said to me, well, is this a true story? I go, yes, this is a true story. This is many people's stories. This yeah. isn't just one true story. This is many, 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 many people's stories, okay? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I guess I didn't think of it that way. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the whole point is that— People you know, your family, your neighbors, your friends, you know, your colleagues. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. None of these people knew. Her own parents didn't know 
what was happening in her own yeah. marriage, mainly because they could they would have saw, seen themselves, and they couldn't. Oh, um, they, they didn't want to know. They didn't want to know. Which brings me back to that, you know, when you talk about people don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, sometimes people don't want to see themselves. It hits too close to home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, God, what was I going to say? Um, or people say, you know what? Can't you just work it out? Can't you just work it out? Can't you just make it happen? Can't you just go to therapy? Can't you just fix it? No, sometimes you can't just work it out. And sometimes you can't just fix it. And sometimes you can't go to therapy. Because when you're going through something mm-hmm. like this, it's you have no support to get out. Yeah. Well, because I, that's the message you hear from everybody else. Right, just right. Just make it work. Yeah. And is it that bad? Did he hit you? Right. You know. And that's a lot of like, that is a lot of what you hear. That's what people think domestic violence is. They think it's being punched in the face. That's what I think it is. I still think to this day, like I have to reevaluate and say, wait, that's not what domestic violence is. It's not getting punched in the face. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, but well, that's I mean, not. Well, I mean, yes, but that's, that's not the. It, there doesn't, you don't need to get punched in the face correct. in order for that to. Correct. Exactly. No, as trainers, people talk to us and over the years heard some stories from people that you never would have thought are, are you know, are being abused. I mean, actually, like physically abused. Oh, my God, this person, you know, has a great job, you mm-hmm. know, great house affluent neighborhood you would never you would never think it because on the outside you know nothing happens and i mean on the on the outside you don't see it and they're hiding it mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen in public so when you hear it it's like oh my god you know this is real right right people believe what they see on social media yeah well right yeah. <laughs> you know you see the picture perfect family standing mm-hmm. in front of their beautiful big home with their white picket fence and mm-hmm. it, everything looks great and lovely and wonderful and you don't know what really goes on behind closed doors. And so you realize why I have a, you know, a mixed mixed feelings about Facebook. Yes, I do understand why you do. I do. I get it. I totally get it. Um So, all right, anything anything else to report on? I think that's it. Watch watch made. We we should be getting like some kickbacks or something. We some. should get from Netflix. Yeah. Totally. It's heavy. It's um it's, they, they totally need us to. <laughs> they totally they needed our podcast to promote them for sure. I mean, um, it's a hard watch, but honestly, it get it's it's eye opening and it's it's real life. Well, and and if you're in this situation, seek help. I think that's very important. And if you have someone that's in your life that's trying to tell you something, it you know listen to them and be, and be supportive. Good advice. Thank you. All right, is. All right, so for Too Fit to Be Tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. Bye.